Welcome. 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 Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi, and welcome. 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 <laughs> welcome. Welcome. We're welcome. summoning our great God today. Yes. I'm going to be the sacrifice. They're going to put me up. On, I'm so pretty. Um, they're yeah. going to put me up on a rock, close the gate, and wait for the king to come. Literally and figuratively. Yep. Uh, you name it. It'll happen. Yeah, that's our interpretation of today's film. Yep. The 1976 version of King Kong. Yes. Have you seen this movie before, either of you? I had seen it. when. This is why I wanted to... I chose this movie this week because I saw this all the time when I was a really little, little, little kid. Hmm. Like, this was re-ran on TV or something a lot. Yeah. And this was kind of my entry to King Kong. I thought this was, like, the only King Kong movie. Right. And then I heard later... I used to always see it at my... It was my grandma's house. I think she had the same, like, two channels on all the time or something. This was on all the time. And I was blown away by it. I just remember it visually. It was terrifying. Yeah. You know? Uh, they really sold how big this thing was and all that stuff. And then my grandma told me, you know, there's an older one. Like, that's what this is based on. I'm like, really? And then we watched the whole original King Kong. Wow. And that movie, like, broke my heart. That that I loved that movie. But um, I had not seen... I, now, I've seen that original one a million times over the course of my life. But I hadn't seen the 70s remake of King Kong um, since then. Since then. It, I read it, that seriously. ABC spent $19.5 million to have the rights to air this King Kong. Really? Wow. Uh, for, for twice a year for five years. In 1976? Wow. No, this is like a couple, maybe 80, maybe a few years oh, okay. later. Wow. Still. And then. Uh, yeah. It's got to be like 35 million today. A shitload of money on it. And they said they added like 30 minutes of footage. Yeah. That wasn't in the original. Cut. Yeah. And, but they also got rid of some of the more risque scenes to make it for yeah like the jessica lang king kong sex scene the sex scene yeah um all the fingering that happens <laughs> yeah not sexual fingering but, but there was definitely. there is fingering yeah which you're right when she sees king kong's dick and she's like well that's, i have i have notes about that that's and complaints pretty big <laughs> i have mm -hmm. complaints oh, i had okay. seen this movie uh on tv yeah i i don't remember where i remember being really young um, but I realized in watching this, it hit a point where I was like, oh, this is what I had seen. Yeah. And, you know, back in the day, I kind of miss this. You would just catch a movie playing and you had no that, idea how much you had missed. Right. And that's the only way I had seen this movie. Again, yeah. it was in fragments on TV all the time. I never sat and watched it from beginning to end. Me too. So yeah, all the New York stuff was very familiar yes. to me and I got Same super here. nostalgic. It reminded yeah. me of being a kid. Like, oh, I remember being in like my parents... Bedroom watching this. Huh. Yeah. Um, but the first half of the movie, I had no recollection of. Same here. The first King Kong movie I ever saw was the 2005 one. I really? Saw, yeah, that was the, the first one. First one. Wow. And then I think I took a film class after that and watched the original one. But oh. this is the first time I've seen this one. Yeah. Oh, so you went in cold. I went in very cold. What did you think? I, I, I don't, you know, let me jump out the gate. Okay. I, Mixed reaction. Yeah, no. I no, give your thoughts. hate the King Kong story. I fucking hate it. The fact that they made that movie what? more than once is baffling to me. Wow. I hate King Kong. What? I hate King Kong. Wow. Wow. And I, you Wait, know, you hate the King Kong story. Story. You don't hate King Kong. No, no. Maybe you like it I too much. I just hate the story. It's just a, it's just a fucking bummer. 
and they keep remaking this shit, and it's like, yeah, people are bad. They're going to kill this thing. I feel like that's a classic Sean review of a movie you don't like. It's just a fucking bummer. It is. But, like, I don't know. (laughs) I... Here's the thing what I like about King Kong is I like the idea of finding a mysterious island. I'm on board for this. Yeah. Oh, there's a gigantic uh, creature on this island. I'm on board still. Yeah. But then after the certain point, it's like, I just know where we're going to go. And I don't fucking care. Like, I don't care. It's yeah. stupid. Well, so that's I, how I felt with King Kong movies. I think the original King Kong is one of the best movies of all time. Wow. I think... The 1930 whatever, what 31, was it? I can't remember what, when in the 30s, but it was in the Let's 30s. Let's say 32. I think fun. that's, that's not in my top 10, but top 20 for sure. Wow. Of, uh, I think that movie like still weirdly holds up as much as it looks like the way it looks uh, and was one of the first uses of like stop motion mixed with live action. Um, it, it broke my heart as a kid, just as anything else did. It didn't matter that it was that old, right? And um, and I still think it's good, and 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 it, it's important to film history too. But I like that story. I think um, uh, I don't know. I think you need those kinds of stories. You need you that do. kind of. Um, I agree. This one just does nothing for me. Like I just don't. Yeah, but I, I will like say it. my Kong standing now, having watched all three, is. I, I still I think that about the, the original one. Um, I really liked the 2005 King Kong. I'm not going to compare it to the original. The original still better, I think. But I, I liked what Peter... J- it, it was definitely a love letter to that. Yeah. And maybe almost he went too far. Um, I know it's kind of mixed with people, but I liked it. I liked what they tried to do with it. This one, I remember loving as a kid, and I didn't... I think this is the worst version of it. This didn't work for me either um watching it now i felt like there were there were a lot of things that took away from it and we didn't really get to to your point sean there was a lot of it that was a bummer and i didn't feel like they did enough to make it worth that bummer right um whereas i think the other ones did um but i i didn't feel like the character stuff was strong enough to kind of like make it worth it. I don't know, but that that was my thought after watching this. We'll go more into it, I'm sure. But I just wanted to give my Kong standing. My Kong, uh, Kong the congregation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Derek, what do you think? Yeah, uh, what's, what's your Kong I really standing? enjoyed this movie. When it started, I yes. here was my path with King Kong going in cold. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was enjoying I see it. that. I, I like the I, beginning a lot. Yeah, I do. It, it started and I was hooked and then it kept on going and my interest was rising. Uh, I was thoroughly enjoying it. And then almost sadly, when King Kong shows up for me, the movie falls apart. That's exactly how yeah. I feel. And I felt like if they would have just found this gigantic gate. Yeah. And that, and I kept thinking, I hope King Kong doesn't show up because this is way cooler. If like, that'd be way more interesting to me if this keeps going like this. Mm-hmm. Well, but for me, I think when he actually goes to at the end, if you don't know, they capture him and bring him back to New York City. Yeah, that it wasn't great, but it definitely was a step up. And I yes. was I was enjoying that. <clears throat> and then, you know, when it comes to the end, I guess maybe because I saw this movie when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I know what's going to happen to King Kong. And I was just almost nostalgic at that point in the movie mm-hmm. when they kill him. It is a bummer, but I'm like. Yeah, it's just like I remember, you know, when I was a kid, there he, they, here come the helicopters to shoot him down. There yeah. were a couple of things that I was surprised with how far they went. 
like with, and we'll get into the plot summary later, but when there's a gigantic snake and he rips his fucking like, jaw open. Yeah. And there's like gore. I'm like, whoa, they that, like. That's kind of an shit. all. I mean, they kind of, it kind of go there in the, in the Peter Jackson one. Yeah. And I think that, I think both of those movies were just doing it based on the original one where it didn't look good. He right. does the same thing in stop motion, but because it's stop motion, right, it's, it's, yeah. it's like, yeah, big whoop. But uh, I think, yeah, every, every one of them tried to keep that in there. I yeah. Guess. So to give some people uh, out there some background on this movie, this is the 1976 remake of King Kong. There yeah. is some debate about who came up with the idea to remake this movie. Yeah. Uh, Michael Eisner c- uh, claims it was his idea oh, while he yeah. was at executive ABC. He said he watched the original King Kong on television and thought we should remake this movie yeah. and pitched it to, uh, I don't remember who the producer is that he pitched it to, but this person got Dino De Laurentiis involved, whose name is all over this film. All over. Yes. Um, I've kind of heard of De Lo- De- Dino De Laurentiis as a big film producer, but I, I feel like this might be his, uh, I don't know, his biggest blockbuster or his claim to fame, as far as I know. I can't imagine. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've heard the name, but I don't know any of his movies. I keep wanting to say, because I just recently saw The Ten Commandments for the first time, and I thought, I think I think I might be thinking of like Cecil B. DeMille or something. Mm. I, I, I thought, no, nah, I, I don't think he's involved in that. But yeah, he was a big producer and swung his weight around for sure. And, uh, my, and my favorite thing, I just want to say my favorite thing that I heard about him during the making of this movie was that um, he, he would talk it up, you know, like this is going to be the biggest movie ever. And uh, and they would screen it and they would talk to him like, so what's your takeaway from the screening? And he wasn't very detailed. He would just say, the ape die, everybody cry. All right. Like, oh, well, all right. True. Well, I guess we nailed it then. OK. Um. Yeah. And, uh, you know. The movie stars a very young Jeff Bridges, yeah. which I yeah. didn't know going in. Yeah, um, me neither. And, and I, I, lo- I, love, I love him. I so. really like him. I think yeah. this movie made me officially a Jeff Bridges stan. Mm. To mm-hmm. see him as uh, young Jeff Bridges, he honestly kind of reminded me of uh, Bo Burnham right now. Mm. If you've seen Bo Burnham's uh, comedy special, which is popular right now, and he's kind of got that long-haired hippie look. Uh my girlfriend was watching King Kong with me. She said Jeff Bridges looked cute. So there you go. There you go. Um, and Jessica Lange in her first movie role ever. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Lange um, is known for American Horror Story. Uh, to yeah. most people out here who watch. That's right. what she's known for now. That's what she's been doing recently. Uh, I heard uh, that uh, Meryl Streep auditioned for this role, but uh, didn't get the part because she was too ugly. Yeah, oh, wow. I heard that too. Uh, in fact, I heard that Meryl Streep auditioned for this role and she told this story on David Letterman where Dino De Laurentiis was in the room and turned to another guy and said, Tropo Bruta per King Kong. It's Italian. You know what that means? Tropo Bruta. Oh, no. I don't know what that. No. Too ugly for King Kong. Damn. Damn. Uh, but he didn't know that Meryl Streep understood Italian and ah. she responded perfectly in oh. Italian saying, oh, I'm sorry to have disappointed you. Oh. And like walked out of the room and he was oh. like, you know, be careful when you call a woman ugly in another language because she might just know what you're saying. Yeah, make sure you do it in sign language. Dude, that was that was she she didn't see Game of Thrones. That happens in the scene and then she uses the dragon to attack. I understood you your insults. <laughs> she should have watched it. She should, Meryl should have no, watched Meryl it. No, Meryl did. 
She that's where she got the idea. Oh, oh that's where so she learned Italian before it. she walked into the audition after watching Game of Thrones. Okay, we're caught up. Yeah. Um, do you know how was this movie a hit? Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it cost twenty three million to make and it made ninety million. So it made almost three times its budget. You know, yeah, wow. And, 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 and that's nineteen seventy six. Yeah. And again, it, I'm telling you that ABC spent twenty million dollars to buy the rights for television yeah. and then DVD but sales this, this later on. Made like over a hundred million dollars in the seventies. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I, I and I just want to say again, like when I was younger, this was my context for King Kong. They weren't playing the old one as much. This was all over the place, and this is what led to, you know, like you go to Universal Studios, there's a giant King Kong ripping down yeah. the oh, track that you're on. Yeah, it used to be. Yeah, but all that all that King Kong ride stuff was all kind of based on this version. I did so not when, when I was younger, I thought this was the definitive version. You know? That they weren't going to go to the Empire State Building on this yeah. movie, and it was the World Trade Center. That was a surprise to me watching they went, this. They pulled a twist. That was Most a twist. people remember it as the Empire State Building. Yeah. Because it's so famously that, I think, in the original. In the original, uh, and, and Peter Jackson, right? Yeah. I think yeah. they did the same they thing. They did mention the Empire State Building in some point in this movie. Yeah. I forget where. But it was mentioned, but... You know, the reason they don't go to the... And we'll get to it in the plot. We keep saying that. Yeah, don't yeah, worry, yeah. we're going to recap the whole we plot. Will. But eventually they take King Kong to New York and, like, fuck his ass up. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but that's you, what yeah. you can say that. Uh, but yeah, everybody thought and still thinks that he goes to the Empire State Building. Uh, but the World Trade Center was like brand new back then. And so, yeah. you know, Dino De Laurentiis thought, oh, that's going to be super flashy. We got to set it there. Yeah. I guess people in the Empire State Building were upset about that. <laughs> they wanted the, the promotion. Yeah. yeah. Protested <laughs> this. Did you hear about this? The no. protest? No. I don't know if this is an effective protest. They staged a picket. The employees of the Empire State Building dressed up like monkeys and picketed the 102nd floor okay. of, the, of their own building. The what? Empire State Building. That sounds just stupid. Fuck. That was my thought. I w- uh, all right. Well, you, you're really showing the producers, uh, you know, giving, now them, you sorry. giving them what's what, you know? Uh, Nintendo, if the new Switch doesn't come out soon, I'm going to dress like Mario in my own house. And break a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So I hope you're happy. I might buy the Switch, but I'm not going to enjoy what I play on it. Yeah. I'm just going to run around in circles. That's a yeah. dumb protest. So, uh, hey, it worked because Peter Jackson brought it back to the Empire State that's Building. That's good so, on you, PJ. You that's why he did it? Because yeah. he's like, I don't want that protest to happen he's again. Like, I got to put it there. If they do that, they'll do anything. <laughs> and I think it's better they did the World Trade Center because by the time Peter Jackson rolled around, guess what? What? It would have had to have been CGI. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I forgot. It would have had to have been CGI. It wasn't there, was it? Mm. Also, almost the, like the ape knew something. Also, the movie in Peter Jackson, uh, it takes place in the 30s, which is 40 years before the World Trade Center was oh, built. Oh, shit. You know, he's right. But two bullshit reasons. It was mostly the protests. I still, it still seems weird like they knew something. I'm just going to say Somehow. King Kong knew, and it was a conspiracy. Jesus. And yeah. on that note, conspiracy, let's get into the movie. Uh, so this movie opens almost, it reminded me of Jurassic Park. Yes, very yes. much so. You're looking through a fence as guys are loading stuff into uh, shipping tanks at a dock, a shipping yeah. yard, and it just says like, Saboya, Indonesia. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Saboya, right? So it definitely is Indonesia. And then the camera pulls out and, you know, it's just like some hustle and bustle. And these guys are being like, you know this thing ain't going to work. And this guy's like, it has to work. You know, I'm betting my whole life on this expedition. 
And you see uh, a taxi pull up, and this drunk guy gets out, and he kind of stumbles up to the security guard. He's like, oh, is my, is my passport good? And all this money falls out, and the Indonesian security guard, he's so corrupt, you know, he steps on the money, and he's like, right this way, right this way. Right. And this is a young Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the boat is, like, pulling up its anchor, he throws, he's, he's not really drunk, he throws his duffel bag on, and he climbs onto the ship, and then the boat takes off, and we are on our way. This is the opening scene of King Kong. I thought this was really cool. It was giving me, like, yeah. Metal Gear Solid vibes. Yes. It did remind me of Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. But mostly, I felt like this... It had, like, this gritty realism to it. And yeah. I felt like, ooh, this is, like, a classic 70s film. Yeah. You know, oh, the 70s yeah, movies sure. where they just they just do it for real. Yeah, and that's... Uh, maybe maybe that, maybe that was, honestly, why I got more disappointed as it went on, is that the harder I fell from the beginning, I guess, maybe. Uh, I thought, when I was starting it, in that opening act, I'm like... I love I love the original King Kong, the original, and this is kind of taking that story, but kind of yeah, bringing realism to it, maybe bringing a little sci-fi to it. He starts to describe like, yo, we found an island, and there's been a yeah. fog that's been sitting there. Yeah, we're, we'll get you to know. that in a second. Yeah. But, yeah, but but he's describing it in a way that's it's kind of like they're almost putting an explanation to how all this weird shit existed. And I'm like, okay, I'm liking where we're going with this, um, but it doesn't quite keep that tension up. It 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 loses it. And, uh, that just felt like a real smack to the ground for me. But anyway, but the production design is really good on this movie and definitely the way it starts is exciting. Did you like the opening? I did. No, I wasn't within the first half an hour. I loved the movie. I thought it was great. Um, yeah, I, and even, even like all the acting, the guy with the mustache, I forget his name now, Charles Grodin. He, he just died. He died in the middle of the the week we were we watched this movie. He like really he did? Just, he just died days ago. Oh, I didn't know that. So uh, this, this was your this chance. This episode is dedicated to the memory yeah. of uh what's, you, what's Char- his name? Charles, Charles Grodin. Grodin. Ah, just you know, you watch Charles it Grodin. and you instant note that guy's the asshole. But like you don't hate him all the way. Yeah. Like there's something about him that's still like so I want to see what bit. he's up to. Yeah. You know? I like I love 70s movies. I think that they just do character right. And this Charles Grodin? Grodin. Mm-hmm. Plays a character named Fred Wilson, and his character is introduced as this ship hits a wild storm. Uh, we cut to the captain's quarters as he's having dinner, and I love this. They have this table with kind of like a, a lip on it, a shield, you know? I've never seen this. I've yeah. never eaten on a boat, but yeah. as the boat is swashing around, you know, the food is sliding all over the table, yeah. and clearly there's one guy who ha- has his sea legs. He's grabbing shit and drinking it. Doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't yeah. give a fuck. And this other guy is like about to barf. Yeah. Um, I love this scene, and the guy who's about to barf, you know, the captain's like, you know, we can get out of this storm, and it just take us longer to get to this island. And mm. he's like, I'm the one who convinced the board of this expedition. If this doesn't pay out, I'm gonna be washing windows. Yeah. And it's kind of what you're saying, like he's an asshole, but. I don't know if he's an asshole, but clearly he's like a corporate guy. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to trust him, but for me, I also, you know, even the captain says, he's like, you know, for a New York City slicker or whatever, you got a lot of guts. <laughs> um, and that's kind of the guy who's running this expedition. Oh, I, yeah. And he's also got on his crew, Sean, don't forget to point out Odo is on his crew. Odo from Star Trek, he's Space Nine? Yeah. That's uh-huh. where I recognize that guy from. Yeah. Uh, Reno. Oh! Oh, no. Re- Reen, uh, Reen, uh, 
Renee or Reen or Abergerner. Now, the whole time I was like, where have I fucking seen this Odo, guy? bro. What, wh- who is this dude? And Odo. A tr- I, I'm sorry. There's a Trekkie at the table. And he didn't realize it. Sorry. Wow. Hey, uh, real well, quick. He said Deep I'm Space Nine and then it all clicked. Between between the Kong, between the Kong hate, that whole confrontation uh, and the no Odo. I wonder if you watched the movie at all. Is, I'm going to maybe did, make did he myself... he look familiar to yeah, you? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. I, it I'm, was bugging me, too. I'm yeah. going to make myself <laughs> maybe seem stupid here, so get ready for that. Okay. <laughs> the name Charles Grodin, yeah. I thought, was the dad from Beethoven. Wasn't he the dad in Beethoven? This guy, the mustache guy, yeah. is the dad from Charles Beethoven? Grodin. Yeah, it's Charles Grodin. He looks nothing like that guy to me. Are you serious? He's, he's, he's got a, a mustache. Yeah. What classic the fuck? mustache? Hey, people make fun of Superman that they he doesn't get recognized as Clark Kent because he has glasses on. But you see Whoa. one mustache. That guy looks nothing like the dad from Beethoven. Yeah. I think it does. They're both Charles Grodin. <laughs> so point, point counterpoint. All right. Well, there we go. <laughs> interesting. No, that's interesting. Yeah. I haven't I have not seen the Beethoven movies in quite a while. So I just know that guy. I, that guy looks like a nice family dad. I didn't think he, wow, here we yeah. go. Um, so Charles Grodin, uh, plays Fred Wilson running the expedition. He basically calls a big meeting with everybody. And then, yeah, like Rocco was saying, he starts presenting this really compelling evidence for why they're sailing out into the middle of the ocean with, uh, it basically open water. And he starts telling this story about how he doesn't believe that it's open water. That in World War II, these submariners photographed a fog bank in the middle of the ocean. And then he shows them a picture from two weeks ago, and the fog bank is still there. still there. And he's like, a fog bank that doesn't move a wisp in 35 years? Yeah. I think that's an island. And then they bring Odo, <laughs> Odo from Deep Space Nine up as the scientist who shows them some satellite images that they got from the American government. Uh, that shows an actual island there hidden within the clouds. And what is it? Like some sort of uh, gas that would suggest that there's petroleum oil? Well, that's what they think at a corporate level. That's what they think it might be. Yeah. But then our, our buddy Jeff Bridges... Shows up, yeah, and this I love. I loved this. I thought, oh, is he gonna sneak away the whole time? And then no, he just like yeah. shows himself, like, yo, you're wrong, and here's why. It's like, who the fuck is this guy? And, and well, he suggests it could even be like there might. This might be like animal breath we can't even comprehend. Like maybe there's CO two levels or something coming off of this yeah. island. Uh, I did want to point out. This movie uh, is written in 1976, and I guess the whole reason that there's this oil subplot is yes. because of the energy crisis yeah. going on in 1976. So, yeah. Um, I don't know what that would be like today. He's going to, what, what are we, what's the world's biggest problem? Climate change? Yeah. yeah. They'd be talking, yeah. Climate change revealed this island. Yeah. Or something. The, something on this island is sucking uh, the greenhouse gas yeah. out, out of the sky. and. You know, whatever. But for whatever reason, that that's why they have the oil subplot. Here. Yeah, that's a, that, and you you keep seeing gas become a thing being brought up, like it's a looming presence in this movie. And yeah, it was there was a gas shortage at that time, and mm-hmm. it was a really really big deal. Um, yeah, the petroleum oil. And yeah, Jeff Bridges is there, and he reveals himself by saying it could be animal breath. And he starts telling all of these legends, like in 1629, this explorer got blown off course to this part of the ocean. He said he pierced the white veil. That could be the fog. And yeah. on there, he said he saw like the world's greatest beast. Uh, and, you know, these other legends 200 years later, and it was very like Indiana Jones yeah. or uh, Uncharted. You know, yeah. I love yeah. a movie that has 
ancient legends. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. You know, he's reciting poems, and he even says like this person called it the Island of the Skull, which I guess is where the term Skull Island comes from. Though they yeah. never call it that in this no. movie. But I think that's always been kind of part of the, the King Skull Kong Island, huh? Legacy or whatever. Um. Lore. Yeah, and then everybody's like, who the fuck is this guy? They yeah. think he's a stowaway from Exxon Mobil, another oil company that wants to get the oil, and they throw him in the brig. Uh, Jeff Bridges, he says that his name is Jack Prescott, and he's a primate researcher from Princeton, and that he has basically been waiting for a boat to go to this island, to right. go to this area. He has a friend in Indonesia, and if anybody ever chartered a boat to this part of the ocean, he was going to jump on it. Uh, that was his plan. And as they're arresting him and, and putting him into the brig, he says, oh, what's out there on the ocean? And they spot um, a, what, a, life raft? a life raft yeah. with a beautiful woman in it. And they rescue it and they pull her on board. And again, at this point, I'm really on board with this movie. Yeah, This was me like, this is getting more and more interesting. And then yeah. who's this woman? Yeah. And I even felt like when this character showed up, I was like, okay, this could be hokey. This could be lame. But this woman, just played by Jessica Lange, I thought her story was really interesting when mm -hmm. they pull her on board. Yeah, I did too. And I thought like this, she's beautiful. Like I, you know, like she looks like it's. I don't know. It is like it sold me the whole presentation in the beginning was just like yeah. Again, I was all the way in. I was I was looking forward to the movie even though I knew it was King Kong coming up. But I was so excited for this because it was so good at first. Yeah, I thought Jessica Lange looked very pretty as well. I uh, I wasn't really familiar with Jessica Lange. I had like heard the name. I knew she was on American Horror Story. Yeah. Um, I think she is like one of the most highly awarded actresses of our time. I think really? I I have facts on here. Let me read you the fact sheet on Jessica Lange. Okay. Jessica Phyllis Lang is an American actress. She is the 13th actress to achieve the triple crown of acting. Wow. Winning two Academy Awards, three Emmys and a Tony, along with a Screen Actors Guild Award, five Golden Globe Awards. Additionally, she's the second actress to win an Academy Award for Best Actress after winning Best Supporting Actress. Whoa. And she's the first performer since 1943 to receive two Oscar nominations in the same year. Uh, she's only the third actress to ever do that, and she is tied for the sixth most Oscar-nominated actress of all time. And she was just a model before this, right? Like, this was her first movie. This was her first movie. She was a model. She was cast with no acting experience. Wow. And I thought she knocked it out of the park. I agree. They pull her on the ship, and uh, she's basically an actress who says that she was on a boat she was cast in a movie. They were going towards this island. They were going to film a movie. Uh, the director's name was Harry. But the boat sank, and and she jumped, jumped in the lifeboat and came here. And when she realizes that everybody in her crew died, like a single tear runs down her face. And I was like, that's good. That's mm -hmm. a nice, subtle tear. I couldn't be able to shed that tear. Right. Yeah. Um, doesn't Jack Black play a movie director named Harry in the 2005? I, I think so. Yeah. He definitely is a movie yeah. director. Maybe his name is Harry. I yes. wish I knew. I'll look it up. I can look, look it up. up because I was thinking like, interesting. She's making a movie and that boat sinks. But in 2005, we see the expedition that's going to make the movie. Uh, I would love to know if his name is Harry. No, it's Carl Denham. Carl okay, it's Denham. Carl I forgot about that. That's good. I'm glad it's not Harry. I'm glad it's not Harry because let me tell you why. Okay. I did a little research in, on this movie. She says 
I, everybody on the boat died because they went down to watch a movie that yeah. I, I didn't want to watch. Right. Oh, yeah. And then she says, have you ever heard of somebody's life being saved by the movie Deep Throat? Right. For anybody watching out there who doesn't know, Deep Throat is like this fa- I mean, famous porno. Like, I think the most famous porno. It's like the most famous porno. I think porno. so, right? Yeah. I think so. Other than like I mean, Debbie Does Dallas or something. Even, but like <laughs> Deep Throat was the code name for the person who like fucked up Nixon's shit. Like Deep Throat... Is yeah. like in like forever in like history. We should watch it for movie club. There we go. But <laughs> she didn't want to watch it, so she survived. And then later in this movie, she kind of suggests that the director Harry was going to put her in a like a pornographic film. Yeah. And they basically imply that the guy on the boat who died was the guy who starred in Deep Throat. Oh, uh, I didn't get that. Interesting. Uh, oh my gosh, I have my note is cut off right here. I have his name. Sorry, sorry. We'll never know who Deep Throat was. Harry Reams, oh. uh, indicating that Harry was Harry Reams, the star of Deep Throat. Uh, so that's what they imply. That's that's interesting. So this movie kind of wraps up the whole Deep Throat timeline. You know what happened <laughs> to the people after they made that made that famous porno? They were going to film the sequel, <laughs> Deeper Throat, I d- on Skull Island, <laughs> but throat. they sank on the way there. I yeah. didn't get that the movie that she was going to be was a porno. I didn't put that together when I watched it. That's what this note said, but I do remember watching the movie later on. She was kind of talking about, like, you know, those movies weren't, you know, Harry probably wouldn't put me in that movie anyways, and she's kind of talking about the movies he was kind of making. Oh, interesting. Take <laughs> it or leave it. It's a little bit of trivia, this movie. <laughs> um... They approach the island. They find the, the fog bank. They send a team out through the fog bank. Um, they also decide that Jeff Bridges is who he says. He's not a spy. Mm-hmm. So they can kind of trust him, but he's a stowaway, so he has to work off his passage. So they're like, you're going to be our expedition photographer. So he gets to go on the voyage. And then this girl, she's going to be like the poster child of the voyage. So she gets to go on board uh, onto the island, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they go to Skull Island. And while they're there, they find this indigenous tribe of people. They Well, they actually, like, hike through Skull Island for a while. Yeah. And then they find this giant wall. It's very mysterious. And it's yeah. very cool. It reminded me, like, the wall reminded me of Game of Thrones. And, like, like oh, that's where they got that from was, like, that wall, like, looks so menacing and huge. The the set of, like, them walking through, like, the the caves and the beach. Like, it looked so cool. It was beautiful. Like, I, think, I think the production design of this entire movie is really good. I agree. Like, like f- throughout, throughout all of it, even parts I didn't like later, I still was like, damn, you, you know, there, you know there's some impressive production. This part was awesome. I feel like it, the production value kind of took a nosedive in the middle of the film mm-hmm. where I was like, why does the, why do the parts with King Kong not look as beautiful as the parts sure. that led up to the parts Before, with King Kong? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, and I agree on some parts. I still think there are some cool looking parts later on. But yeah, but they get a it lot back it, when they go a to lot New of York. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought New York looked cool, but yeah, um, yeah. The what was I gonna say? So there. Oh, there's this scene where they're hiking through a trail, and the camera just pulls out and pulls out and pulls out and pulls out. And I appreciate that they actually made those eight actors walk in the middle of a giant canyon with (laughs) nobody with them. (laughs) Because you could clearly see they are alone (laughs) in that super wide shot. You know the part I'm talking about? I think so, yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, well, they find this wall, they go inside, and then they find this huge tribe of of, uh, natives in the middle of a ceremony where they're chanting Kong, and they're basically going to, like, sacrifice a girl to King Kong. 
you know, the, I mean, it's really, I, I really enjoyed this part of the movie. I like the huge sets. I like the uh, giant cast. It was a huge cast. It was, yeah, it looked like hundreds of people, maybe mm-hmm. even like 2,000. I'm not sure. Right. Um, I appreciate those older movies. You know, nowadays that would all be CGI. Yeah. yeah. That whole set would be computer generated and all those yeah. people would be computer generated. They just don't make movies like this anymore. So for me, I was loving this part. I thought it was awesome. I get kind of excited when I see movies still do something that is a little more inconvenient. You know what I mean? Like, like this is random to bring this up, but you know, Tenet was like not a perfect movie, but when they're in that theater and it, there's legitimately like a billion extras in there, you know what I mean? Like little moments like that when they show up in movies, I'm like, Oh wow. You didn't like CG a crowd. Like, thank you. Yeah. I like little mo- things like that where it's like, you okay, but even didn't in just tenet, go to that. It's the a million extras that are sitting in chairs and they all fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. This yeah, yeah. movie, yeah. you have witch doctors, yeah. you have torchbearers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You've got a woman on a parade, like being let. I mean, they are doing a ceremony to, yeah. to marry this woman to King Kong. It's yeah. like so involved. It was yeah. crazy. And they built this, they didn't like get a theater. Yeah. They built a giant, like, yeah, yeah. You don't see set. that. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, that thing alone was probably a third of the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Bridges and the crew are watching them. And then there's this great moment where everything stops and the guy leading it, like, points up to them. Right. And there's this big confrontation where they see, D- oh, by the way, Dwan. Dude, what the fuck? Dwan. 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 Jessica Lang's character, her name is Dwan. D W A N. Yeah. So who 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 was typoing that shit on? The I just feel like someone messed up and they want to go back and fix what it. What happened? Like you know, Don. I'm not doing that. Dwan. Yeah. I, she says, "Oh, my name's. It was Don, but then I switched the letters, so now it's Dwan." And they just go, "Oh, okay, Dwan." Gotta save Dwan. Whatever. So the, so the tribe I, wants Dwan. I personally thought her character like put a pin in the tension of the movie. Like mm. I didn't really like her character just for that reason. Like I feel like when she showed up, then I, I don't know. There was there was a real like drive to like what's going on in it. And then when she shows up, I, I love like her kind of mysteriously appearing, and I was interested in that. Yeah. But then after a little bit, it's just kind of like. Like uh, Jeff Bridges, like playing with her on the. I don't know. It's like all these guys are all horny for her, and it's like, well, are we, what's? Well, yeah. I mean, are I, we still? I, didn't mind that. I just I, felt like I was really engaged in the drive to what they were doing, and then that was a weird detour. And I didn't feel like her writing was good enough that it. I don't know. I just felt like she was there for that role, and that was it. I didn't. I don't know. I. I don't know. That took yeah. away from it. For me, for me. it's like. They found her in the ocean and I was yeah. intrigued. And then she had this compelling story of how she got there. And I was like, okay, yeah. well, what do you do with a hot girl on a boat full of guys? I mean, she puts on a bikini, she walks around and she smiles yeah. and flirts with everybody and raises right. their spirits. I actually thought like, oh, these guys have like a cute girl to like, you know, raise their, you know, there was this element of, oh, I hope. I hope this uh, boat full of horny guys. I hope nothing bad happens to Dwan here because yeah, there was yeah. this one guy who's like, oh, I got to check her. Everybody get out of the room. I'm going to yeah. address her. Yeah, dude. What yeah. The, that was, that, was that but the, I don't know that that to me, that energy took away from the mystery to me. I, I felt 
like I was I was really in this rot kind of thing. And then uh, I don't know when she when she, all of that happening kind of I, mean, I don't know. I feel like this is a distraction. Like, get away. It's from, King Kong. You, you yeah. can't have King Kong without the girl. Oh, the definitely. Girl, yeah, the girl's but, there. but that's where I think the, I, that's where I think the original and the the Peter Jackson one were better with that, where we had. I don't know. There was like some meat to that character and it all kind of coalesced into the into um, the event versus her just showing up. And it's kind of yeah. a goofy distraction. I never saw the original one, but uh, I don't think the Peter Jackson one is any better than, than this movie. Oh, I, I, think I like this one better. better than the Peter Jackson one personally. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, I didn't have a problem with Dwan other than her name. I enjoyed. Yeah. I mean. I didn't question that character. I like the. I still like the way the movie was presented. Uh, even with yeah. her being on the expedition and running off and exploring, I was still compelled. Yeah. Even when the tribe sees her and they demand her, and the mm-hmm. guys have a standoff, I actually thought, you know, watching this movie, I know that King Kong gets her. Right. Mm-hmm. So when the tribe came up and demanded her, my expectation as the audience, I was thinking, all right, they're going to take her right yeah, now. They don't know her. And when Jeff Bridges and the team gets away, I was hooked because it it played with my expectations. I thought they were going to take her and they made it back to the boat. So then I was thinking like, well, shit, now I'm interested. I yeah. know that I know this movie doesn't get away with them sailing off and, right. D- and Dwan never sees King Kong. Yeah. Where do we go from here? So I actually I did enjoy the writing of her character. I thought I, that hooked into me. Mm-hmm. Um, they do get away from that situation. It happened so fast, though. I kind of like blinked, and Dwan got kidnapped. Uh, it, I mean, it was very fast. And I also, I mean, the whole thing is stupid. Where it's like, oh, she's at this part of the dock, and she happens to be here, and they happen to go by at this exact time. And he, yeah. it's just like, okay. Like, I mean, I know there's about to be a giant ape, so I can't really talk too much mm-hmm. shit here. But like, yeah. all right. Um, I'm trying to remember. So basically, at night, you know, she's like, oh, thanks for saving me, Jeff Bridges. I, I love you so much. There, yeah, there is some tension there. She goes down off the boat to like the loading platform. Why? Why did she? I don't remember. It was honestly just. Just to go? Just to go. Because it was convenient. Yeah. Um. She's like, I want to go look at the moon or something. And then these fucking stealth tribal dudes come up with their boat and they like grab her and <laughs> sail off. <laughs> yeah. They just take her back. Um, And they would have gotten away with it, too. But then they left. The necklace by accident. Don't know how that necklace got there, by the way. But the her hook, or was it the claw necklace that happened? The Jeff Bridges saw. I was like, "Oh, this is a clue." They took her. Yeah, I would have yeah. assumed she just fucking died and fell off the boat or something like that. Like, what else happened? Yeah, she drowned. I was. I I missed that part too, uh, where they saw that claw. Because I was thinking, like, yeah, wouldn't you just like look, search the boat? Like, uh, oh, she's not in her room. Okay. Yeah, but. I don't know how that. I honestly don't know how that necklace got there because they never got off the boat. It was such a quick thing; they just grabbed her as they were gone. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But so, I mean, at this point, we're about forty minutes into the movie. It's like a two-hour movie, and I feel like every every for me personally, I know you don't like the Dwan character, but for me, everything was working up until this point. Mm-hmm. And even the next scene was great, where they kind of they do the ritual now with her. They drug her and they chain her to this platform and they take her to sacrifice her to King Kong. And you're finally going to see King Kong for the first time in this movie. And I actually think they handled it well for the first for the reveal of King Kong. Mm -hmm. You know, it's point of view and they chain her to this platform and they put her outside kind of on the edge of the forest. And Mm -hmm. you see somebody pushing over trees 
and King Kong shows up and it's all close-ups of like his eyes and his hands. Yeah. I think the close-ups were actually in this movie work really well. Yeah. In in the close-ups in this movie, that's where I I you know cuz again like okay, so the next time they remake this, it's a, it's a digital Kong, which I felt weird about when they were doing that, you know. Yeah. And I never knew kind of where I sat with all of it. And I feel like watching this in the close-ups, I was like, this is the best you could do with King Kong. It was like, there's real, there's a real performance here. There's, you know, whatever. It's when they would pull out further that sometimes it was like a little, um, yeah. You know, I, I've I've always liked using rubber suits for stuff. I've, that's never been a problem for me. But um, yeah. But sometimes it just looked bad. Yeah, it, it, sometimes it, it, it was it just dumb. yeah, like yeah, this isn't you know in my in my mind this this movie again I hadn't seen it in over twenty years in my mind this was always the way to do King Kong like you don't need computer you don't need you could do all this stuff and and watching it now I'm like yeah maybe not always I don't know it's interesting but the close ups I like they did a lot of computer pre techniques it's not computer but they mm -hmm. have like composite green screen where yeah clearly they're filming a giant mechanical hand holding yeah. the actress right and but she's on a green screen and they're yeah. showing either footage of the you know the background behind her or it would be a reverse shot where she's in the hand and you see king kong's face like looking at her yeah it was obviously green screen, but I feel like you could still do that technique today and it would look good. And a lot of people do that technique. And yeah. you pretty much would just replace that hand with a computer generated mm -hmm. hand now. Mm -hmm. I, I read that the hands weren't done being made until well into the production, like shooting. Mm -hmm. And then when the director finally like was able to see the hands, like he walked in and that the hand was just there in front of him and they were able to control it. So they had it go like this huh. and then it broke. In that position, and instead it was weeks before they could get it to not do this anymore. Oh no! Yeah, which is funny. And I heard that he like laughed. He walked in there because he'd been waiting so long, and he was like, he'd been, we need these fucking hands. Where are these hands? And finally, <laughs> the day comes to show the hands. Like, all right, turn it on. <laughs> and he was just like, he laughed. He's like, that's funny, but yeah, you gotta yeah. fix it. <laughs> yeah. Also, I read that those hands weighed one thousand six hundred fifty pounds. Whoa. Oh my god. Um, Jessica Lang Dude, is like pushing around fucking ballsy. No shit. Yeah. I'm not going to get in a 1600 pound hand and let it like grab me and manipulate or, me and yeah, oh my literally God. fondle me. Yeah. Like, fuck and, that. and she said that this thing like gave her like pinched nerves in her neck. Yeah. No she kidding. was in there for so long and this thing was just like moving her around and stuff. Oh my God. Who's controlling that? Oh dude, my the God. 70s were wild. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, wow. Wow. King Kong picks up Dwan, takes her off to Kong Land where they like fuck. Hey, and this sex and stuff. The second this is where the movie fucking her, nosedives. The for me. movie and for me never recovers. Like once yeah. once you see King Kong, the movie turns to shit. It it sucked. Oh my god! It <laughs> immediately for me like they clearly go to a studio from this mm -hmm. point. Like we've been on location in Hawaii, and then it cuts to like a studio and it's like it looks like a television show from that point to me is like you had such a cool gritty movie and then this just looks bad um and i just felt like it was too much it was the whole middle of the movie was like this relationship which is so fucking weird and i don't know what we're doing and like oh she's dirty okay so i'm gonna put her in a waterfall to clean her 
and then blow on her, and then she's acting like she fucking loves this. King and it's Kong like, yeah. literally fuck? gives her a blow job. He yeah. dips her in water, and then everything in this movie is three minutes too long. Yeah. So it's like the mechanical hand lowers her in the water, and then raises her out of the water, and then pulls her over in front of King Kong, and then he sucks in some air. Which and is he, so goofy looking. And then he exhales with big cheeks. And then it's her, like... Oh, yeah. oh, and oh. then and then he like sucks in some air again and does it again and she's like, oh, <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I get it, like, cut and yeah, but uh, but like first what? of all, we cut this whole scene, yeah, but yeah. what are you but if, saying? If you're gonna keep it in here, make it shorter. <laughs> um, there was a lot of like she tries to run away, but the hand cups her, and then the hand picks her up, and then he like looks at her. Um, you know, I get what they're doing here, but I felt like you spent so much money on this gorilla shit. You had, you had to f- use every second. Yeah. That you filmed. Yeah. I guess. You know, like they were, they couldn't justify not using this footage and it just made the movie feel bloated for me. Yeah. In addition to the fact that it kind of looked like crap. Yeah. Yeah. It looked bad and the point of it was stupid like i i don't believe this woman's falling in love with this gigantic animal i don't believe that like i, I don't know i don't know like what are we doing that, but I, th- I think that ties into just more problems i had with her character as i i just really felt like she was there to fill in all the things they felt like they had to do you know i i feel like there there's a real mystery and then she shows up and it's just like well we got i mean yeah we got to have her kind of mingle with this guy we got to have her you know the, her and the ape have a thing and i just didn't i don't know i didn't buy any of it i just kind of like yeah i guess we're doing this now for the next six minutes um god was but, it only six minutes it felt, it felt like 40 minutes <laughs> yeah when he dipped her in the water and blew on her i just she's moaning in ecstasy and i just kept thinking king kong's breath has to yeah. smell like fucking ass but, yeah <laughs> like what yeah. are you how are you enjoying this there were there were lots of moments like that <laughs> throughout this movie for me even when i mentioned before like them like playing grab ass on the beach when they get on that island the whole time i'm thinking did you not just set foot on a mysterious island like what are we doing right now like we're just goofing around and there's a point later in the i'm jumping ahead where King Kong is like ravaging the city and then they like go out for a drink the, in the I, middle of what it. What the fuck? And was I that? was like, this cannot be real. How is anyone relaxing during this? There, was a, there were a lot of things just, like that. A lot of, well, yeah, I, I totally. feel like that to me is just lazy writing. I don't yeah. blame her character because I feel like all char- all the characters were doing stuff like this and they all mm. went along with it. Yeah. It's yeah. all like, yeah, it's all Yeah, like yeah. everything you're describing, it's like they just didn't know what to do with this. Yeah. In the script, this should have been addressed. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, but, I guess the script was written in like four or five days. Oh, I Like the really? first draft was written that fast and I think it shows. I think it's it's pretty <laughs> obvious. And then like obviously they worked on it a little bit, but yeah. it was very quick. Yeah, I mean, I, can't, I feel like I wanted to take my time to get to this point in the story because at this point forward, my interest went out the window. The longer <laughs> she spent with King Kong, the more I didn't care. Yeah. yeah. Which is the opposite of what they wanted. Yeah. Right. They're trying to build this relationship and then Jeff Bridges comes. He like leads an expedition to go save her. Yeah. With like five guys and they're hiking through the woods uh, and they come to this like bridge, which is a, a log going over a big chasm. And they Jeff Bridges walks across. And he's like, it's safe. And then all five other men go across it at once. Right. Very stupid. Yeah. Then King Kong shows up. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would get off that log. Personally, the last thing I would do is be. stay on that log and open <laughs> fire on King Kong. That's the first thing these guys do. Yeah. Right. And King Kong Brilliant. comes and in another scene that is goes on way too long, he grabs the log and starts fucking rolling it up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it just takes forever. Dude, and it's like one guy falls off yeah. every two minutes. Yeah, knock him off. And it's so funny because that's a scene they nailed the pacing of in the 30s version. I mean, that is like dealt with. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fast. Yeah. It's like King Kong yeah. just like punched that thing or f- throwing it off. I, I uh, did laugh when they shot the thing on the log. Like, I don't shoot guns often. I've done it a couple times yeah, in my life. Played some video games. <laughs> but I also know that when you do it, you're not going to be balancing on a, a log over like a thousand foot chasm because yeah. you're going to kill yourself. Yeah, you're going to you're going to fall <laughs> off from that recoil. Uh, <laughs> the one dude who survived the log shakedown is the black dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. This movie was I give it credit for not being racist. I, hey, it's a it's little, a, it's, it's, it's a pretty, little okay. racist, <laughs> but here's where I give it credit. They, the way that they engage with the indigenous people is super respectful. Uh, Jeff Bridges tries to openly communicate with them. He tries to interpret what they're saying. He pretty much knows like we're being dicks and we're fucking up what they're doing here. And he tells his whole crew, like, if you have to shoot, shoot into the air. He doesn't like, they're not violent towards them. Uh, yeah, they do now, destroy. Th- okay, go ahead. The indigenous people do mysteriously disappear from this movie. The second they, uh, yeah. <laughs> Once the expedition lands and shows up camp, we don't really see where the indigenous people go. But they definitely fuck up that area around. Uh, it. Like, they do fill the camp with dynamite and, and turn it into a giant and turn it into a giant King Kong trap. Over the course of the film, they kidnap King Kong, but then they say. That tribe, we we just screwed them because we stole their god, and they're gonna be like a, a tribe of drunks in a couple of months, which maybe is a generalization, but it does imply that they didn't kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ruined their culture. Yes, <laughs> destroyed their civilization. Absolutely, um, desecrated their religion. One hundred percent. Also, is a little insensitive that they just made up this culture to begin with, but. <laughs> I give them credit for not just opening fire on these guys against all odds. Okay. They, yeah. I don't know. They, they tried to be for, you know, for the 1976 King Kong, I was impressed. Well, when, uh, yeah, when they're saying like, we'll give you six of our indigenous women for one of your white women. It's like, this seems a little, I don't that, know. That like, is, what, what is this? That to me, honestly, like you could never write that today. That movie would never fly today. But I feel like in 1976, they're trying their best to remake the thirties King Kong and that tribe mm-hmm. element. You, I mean, that comes through in the 2005 one too. They still have that tribe and it's still like a made up civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, I just appreciate that they didn't like, totally disregard their their lives you know just be like these are worthless human beings kill them all all right grab the monkey an an easy thing to do in movies that old yeah Yeah. they at least tried to you know you know not engage with them in on a combative level so Mm -hmm. kudos uh but then yeah they totally take over their camp and they fill it up with uh the chloroform well i actually to this, I thought this part was pretty cool. 
Mm. They Jeff Bridges is able to rescue Dwan, and he like brings her back to the camp, and King Kong is chasing him, and they get into the camp, and uh, this camp has a, it's a giant wall with a giant door, and he gets through it, and King Kong starts bashing the wall, trying to come through it. And he finally breaks through and he falls into a hole that they dug and filled with a bunch of chloroform and they basically knock him out. I like the monkey trap twist. I didn't know the hole had chloroform in it. They don't really tell you that. Uh, You're not really sure what's happening until it's all done. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, oh, that's how they capture him. Whatever. Mm -hmm. I I like that part. They handled that a lot goofier in the original movie where uh, the the head dude, and I think that's, I think it's, is he Carl Denham in that movie? I think. Uh, it's been a long time, but uh, he just keeps going. Wait till, wait till old Kong gets a load of my gas bombs. He just keeps bringing up that he has gas bombs. Hell yeah. Again and again and again. So you never doubt what knocked him out. But anyway, yeah. I think maybe they just assumed you would know. Um, I think that much chloroform would have definitely killed King Kong. <laughs> yeah. It would have definitely killed him. And anybody who went down there, how do you retrieve that body when he's lying in a pit of chloroform? <laughs> it's all dumb at this point. Like you, it doesn't you're matter. totally checked out at this I, point. I I kept looking at like I kept pausing like how much longer. Oh fuck. Okay. Uh fuck. Yeah. I mean, I was checked out. I was checked you out. You know, for me, I I was paying attention. Definitely, the parts with Jessica Lange sucked, and I hated it. But then, oh, and the log rolling part sucked, and I hated that. But the smashing of the wall <laughs> that got me back. I was like, this part's <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm down for this. Um, what did you think? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's fine. But again, yeah, I was starting to lose a little bit of, yeah, I honestly, I knew the city part was coming up and that's what I remembered. So I was more just like, oh, this is fine. But I remember the city part looking really cool. So this movie's just getting better. I hope. Yeah. I, uh, I put a note here. I have a couple of notes. I was just taking notes while I was watching it. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, Here's one of my notes. Where is King Kong's penis? You mentioned yeah. it earlier that we see King Kong's dick, but you actually don't. Right. Yeah. And the bridge scene, you are clearly staring up. Yeah, that was bullshit. 50 foot gorilla's crotch. Yeah. Where's the junk? Yeah, where is that? You, you talk about going for gritty realism. It wasn't there. Yeah. Here's another note I put. Maybe you'll agree with this. In this movie, King Kong is 90% hand. It's 90% yeah. that you don't see Kong. It's just you're inter- they're interacting with that mechanical mm-hmm. hand the yeah. whole time. Yes. Um, they show way too much of King Kong in this movie. They literally have a scene of him sleeping. Mm-hmm. Like they show him going to <laughs> they show him going to sleep in the jungle. And I was like, you're showing him falling asleep? Yeah. That's that's the opposite of an exciting movie. <laughs> yeah. Um they put him on a boat and they start sailing him back to America. He freaks out, starts trying to break up the boat, and Jessica Lang like comes and flirts with him until he calms down again. Uh, that's me summarizing this trip. Yeah, 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 you got that's it. Basically, what happened. You guys are so checked out from this well, episode but of Movie Club. No, no. What? What? Where? I, another thing that kind of made me again. Every it's like every scene made me disengage more, and like the Charles Grodin's character. Uh, you know. We talked about him. We described him at the beginning, how he's like got kind of a mission here and what his plan is. And you don't like him, but you kind of want to see what he does and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then I just feel like on a dime, it's like all their all their plans are based around fuel and solving the, you know, this and that. And then on a dime, he's just like, hey, you know what? We sell a lot of tickets to see this to see this like like 
this this new like showman arc comes out of right. you out know of nowhere. It, it just feels like uh I wish there was a more organic way to get to that point as opposed to he just goes say oh yeah, so, even I don't like know. the I Jack like Black one, where he, you know, he was the director, and he he wanted, was already a showman, right? And yeah. he wanted to bring this thing. Well, we, I wasn't anticipating this, but we'll bring this thing, and we'll, yeah. you know, whatever. It, it it felt organic for this that. This had to nothing to do with oil. Yeah, and this like, well, just starts. This is their new mascot. Like, yeah. I don't get what's it happening. was. It was just again trying to fit. We got to fit these things, these classic things from the old movie. We got to get them in here. Um, so that was a, another thing where it just felt like the again the tension was leaving. Yeah, it definitely took a hard turn for me when we kept going to scenes of the of that guy and, mm-hmm. and Odo mm-hmm. yeah. on the beach planning the monkey. The, this whole new they're kind of just explaining what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, and it was multiple scenes. And anytime I'm watching a movie and it's like the same two guys in the same room, ten minutes later in the movie still talking about the same shit. Yeah. I'm like. You guys really should have done like another draft on this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like condense all yeah, of this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. There's yeah. oil on the island. Why? They they just they're like yeah. Who it, gives a shit? Well, they said it, it just, wasn't ready. It just felt like there was a lot tied up in the science of what was happening, and then it's like oh, I didn't work. Well, shit, man. I'll sell tickets to this thing. That'll be fun. Yeah. Cool. Uh, popcorn. It's like what? Yeah. It just happens overnight, it and I just like, was like, Jeff all right. Bridges is like some expert. What, what, where did that come into play? Like that was to get him on the boat, but like that never, he never, I don't know. Like, I feel like it was never anything that was like yeah. useful. Yeah. He never seemed like he gave a shit about anything. Yeah. Like he didn't care about, you know, I don't know. Like Dude, maybe he was going to have more of a story. You there. just made me realize after King Kong falls in that chloroform pit, Jeff Bridges might as well fall into that chloroform pit. Mm. His character contributes nothing to the rest no. of the movie. And they keep yeah. saying, "Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna be uh, part of the show." It's like, well, wait, why? And, yeah. and what? In what, what way? Yeah. It's so interesting. I didn't even consider that because up till that point, I considered him to be the main character of the movie, and even through the end, he kind of was. But in the grand scheme of things. He serves no purpose yeah. after he rescues Dwan. He, yeah. he never accomplishes anything after that, nor does he desire. He's like, yeah. I don't know if I want to do this monkey show. I'm like, what are you going to do? That's what I thought. I'll see you there. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. it. And then, oh, you know, I'm not doing the monkey show. I, I donated money to animal things instead. But then it, this is such a stump, dumb little thing. And we'll get to this part in a, a second, I'm sure. But when he, they find this fur coat and he puts it on, it's like, oh, it's chinchilla. It's oh, my great God. On you. And I felt like, what kind of fucking animal person are you? Dude. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> Bro, <laughs> he puts that chinchilla coat on her, and I was like, she's wearing a chinchilla fur coat? <laughs> chinchillas are, like, that that big. Yeah. that That's, like, 200 chinchillas. Right. That was so much fucking You're fur. You're this, like, expert in animals is into fur coats? Like, what? <laughs> I don't get your character that was at all. crazy. Yeah. No. I have a note. This bitch is wearing chinchilla. Damn, how many chinchillas did they kill for that thing? Fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they bring King Kong out on display in New York City, which, by the way, the end of this movie has this fucking love letter to Carlo Ribaldi. Oh, Carlo Ribaldi. Thank you. The producers want to give oh, a yeah. special oh. thank you to Carlo Ribaldi. Carlo, can we kiss you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I looked up like what who gives a shit about Carlo Ribaldi? Yeah. yeah. 
Did you know that the King Kong in that display was an actual 40-foot robot? What the f- and Yeah, it, and he built that, the right? the largest animatronic yeah. mechanical animal. You can kind of see it on camera. Yeah. Wow. There's a picture of King Kong. That was a 40-foot robotic King Kong. Whoa. Yeah, yeah I knew I knew they did a full-size one. I I do you could there's certain shots you could definitely tell. That and that's why that thing had like the stupidest hands. It kept like yeah. the hands were like yeah. It was like, and was the robot malfunctioning? I don't what know. Is that, is that thing? King Kong feeling awkward? Yeah, but they bring it. It's kind of cool. They bring yeah. King Kong out like Hannibal Lecter in yeah. this giant like yeah. cage. I do with, like that entrance. With this yeah. crown on him, and it did look fucked up. Yeah. And I did. It felt like there was some subtle commentary because it was all like sponsored by America, right? And had American yeah. flags all over and, it. Yeah, and the giant gas pump. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah, was yeah. like this corporation slash government sponsored yeah. display. It was and like it was, the grossness of the whole. Yeah, thing. and it was yeah. very like grotesque and gross and overdone. And I just couldn't help but feel like there's got to be some sort of subtle commentary yeah. going on here. But, you know, it's funny. I will say for my money, what's really interesting here, even though, um, you know, the filmmaking of the 1930s is what it was and the effects were, you know, again, in that version, it's a stop motion, stupid thing, whatever. For my money, the debut of Kong in, you know, when they show it to the public Mm -hmm. is the most dramatic in the original version. I don't know how it still is because you have this one. And I I thought this was not bad. This was like a a cool. I thought the the execution of the scene was good, you know, and then you have Peter Jackson's King Kong. Again, it's got a lot of CG and it's flashy, but there is a scene in the original 30s King Kong. He's almost crucified on this thing. And they raise this gigantic curtain and everyone's just like, (gasps) like, it's like, how is that still the most dramatic version of this? Like somehow, even when the dude is claymation, I think that reveal is still the most dramatic where it's like, whoa, this thing is fucking terrifying. So that's just my two cents. But I think some people out there will agree with me. That scene is still, that still works. But this one, I would say is second place. In terms of the reveal of Kong. Well, this that's is always a dramatic moment. This is the only one where they actually had a gorilla in front of the people. Yeah. Think about that's that. That's true. Yeah. yeah. They Very actually true. they have like hundreds of people swarming this yeah. uh forty foot gorilla robot. And the announcer's like, Don't worry, folks, that's a, a cage that he can't break. He breaks it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, Oh, uh, this actually was like slap I was this intentional comedy? <laughs> oh, he broke the cage. Well, don't worry, there's no way he's breaking those shackles. guess what he breaks the shackles i was like you fuckers um and he just he's looking for duan he starts searching new york city for his love interest which is fucking awkward and yeah yeah i might be with you i don't know if i I am down for the story like the gorilla (laughs) just wants to bang this chick yeah it wants to bang this chick and then like so her and jeff bridges are escaping for some reason she says i need a drink can you buy me a drink i need a drink i i need to get a you you should contextualize that. The, King Kong gets loose. The these characters are in a train, right. and King Kong rips up the track 
and oh, takes the train oh, off the, the part I did laugh at was yeah. a girl who was wearing a dress similar to her. Yeah. And he picks her up and realizes it's not her and just throws that girl yeah. like Chucks 80 her. feet. <laughs> and I felt like at that point, you know, King Kong does a lot of damage, but that was just cruel. And I'm like, all right, shoot this fucker. That was where the movie got back on track. <laughs> For me. Honestly, like them in Kong, yeah. on Kong Island filmed in a studio. I thought this looks like shit. Like it doesn't yeah. look cool. But all of these scenes, yeah. he looked like demonic. And oh yeah, I like the production design. He of this was part in a lot. New York City. It was all covered in graffiti. Yeah, this is the only time King Kong comes to modern day seventies New York, yeah. and that stood out to me. And this is also where I remember seeing it as a kid, like, oh, this is you know my memories kicked yeah. back in. And, yeah. and this is what the Universal uh, attraction was based on. Yeah, too. Oh, here, the train. here in yeah. Hollywood, here in Hollywood, you would drive past them, and he would cause some trouble. But there was a whole attraction built around that in Florida called Confrontation, where he he's like ripping your fucking track down, and a helicopter flies nearby, and it, that gets knocked down and crashes. It wow. was way more impressive than the one we well, had. When I was here. a kid, I went to Universal Studios, and I was traumatized by King Kong. Yeah, like, big hand reaching into the thing, trying to grab. Yeah, it scared the shit out of uh, me. When I went on it as a kid, I I knew we were heading for that part, and I was like, I'm not doing. Yeah, this. I'm it not scared doing this. me. I went like that, and I rem I'll never forget my dad putting my hand on my shoulder and going look at it look at it and i'm like no i don't want to no seriously you'll feel a lot better look at it what looked at it that guy's hand was so fucking broken that the finger was hanging off and the wires were coming out and i, I mean it was in like disrepair and it was like okay this is funny yeah he's yeah. like see it's not real it's like okay uh i saw that thing <laughs> in its prime and yeah it, it i was i was like four years old yeah it was like, so it must that would have like terrorized me nine or something yeah yeah that was crazy yeah um and for my money that's the best version of the Universal Studios Kong ride. Oh, absolutely. Because the Peter Jackson 3D glasses no. movie mm -mm. where the track shakes. Not yet. Not, not good. Yet. Not yet. Don't put on those 3D glasses. Not yet. Mm. <laughs> not sorted. <laughs> not. Uh, and then I think they, they even replaced that with like a Fast and Furious no, no, oh. no! It's they're both there. They're both. You get oh, to enjoy you, both. You get punished twice. You get to enjoy uh, both. But I'll throw them a point here. When they brought the 3D thing to Florida again, they it's not a, they don't have a tram tour like we do. Um, they got it's its own attraction, and so they extended the 3D shit. It's a little longer, and it's its own ride. Okay, big whoop. They did restore an animatronic Kong, and at the end, when you're at the end of the ride, you leave it. The, you do see the full size Kong like looking at you and stuff like that. It's like okay, they at least put a physical thing. Yeah, one thing, whatever. Um, Throw them a point. King Kong climbs to the top of the Empire State. I mean, no, the, uh, World, the World Trade Center, World Trade Center and they 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 shoot him with flamethrowers, which is okay. All right, <laughs> and then they get some helicopters to fucking annihilate him. Dude, yeah, this movie was not... They didn't wait a second. They no. shot that gorilla with so many bullets, they almost shot his damn head off. <laughs> like, they, they, they... This... It's almost a scene... It's like scanners shit. This like, this thing's exploding. turns red with blood. Yeah. <laughs> they shoot the shit out of him. It is like three... And then it's like... Apache war helicopters and he's fighting back swatting them but then they just yeah. shoot him so much he falls to his death now this is to me what King Kong is in a nutshell is that this animal is laying there dead or dying on the ground and photographers are standing on top of his dying body taking pictures of him and it's like this is what you want me to take from this movie fuck off like I 
fuck this. It's gross. I get it. I get it. We're, we suck. I, humans suck. I, I know. And I just got mad and the movie was over. So huh. that's. Yeah, I think you're supposed to be like Jeff Bridges, which is like, we were never supposed to mess with nature. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then the the original movie and the, the Peter Jackson version have the same kind of moment at the end where you have the, the asshole guy looking at what happened and went, it was beauty. It killed the beast. Yeah. Yeah. That does happen. In where was in that? The two movies. Well, this we guy, didn't asshole watch. guy was stepped on in this one. And he was dead. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's the 1976 King Kong. Yeah. That was that. You want to give us some popcorn shakes? Yeah, Rocco, you picked it. You want to go first? Yeah, uh, I again, I, I think the other versions of this of this story are better at telling a story about kind of the futileness of certain things and how the pursuit, like, like we'll die for the pursuit of certain things, even if it makes no sense. I think there's more beautiful stories to be told. I know the, the Peter Jackson one isn't perfect and a lot of people don't care for it, but I do feel like at least it wasn't afraid to be sappy and, and have emotional stories with its characters and put them in their places in in the in the right at the right time so that it made sense later and whatever. Um, this one to me, I just feel like really wanted to be a blockbuster version of that. You know what I mean? I don't think it had a real. They had real like emotional um, connection to the material as much as they just wanted it to be cool. Um, I, I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really like it. I feel like there's so many other versions of the story you could enjoy, and so I'm I'm gonna give it a. Uh, one uh i think it's kind of a waste of time uh, but the production the production value is is good in a lot of parts of it like there's a lot of visual visually interesting things but that not much more for me um i will say i mean i, I mean no secret that i didn't like this movie the the beginning part was cool and the sets not just that the locations they shot at were awesome and for that i would give it the one shake it deserves um, stop making King Kong. Stop putting yeah. King Kong in things. Oh, I'm abs- absolutely. The story has been told uh, as far as I'm concerned. I've, the fact that there was a King Kong movie released within this year is stupid and they should be ashamed oh. of themselves. Wow. Wow. Um, I'm going to give this movie a three okay. out of five. Fair enough. But I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I feel like I'm not as hard on this one as you guys are. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie up until the point where King Kong showed up. You just heard my yeah. thoughts on that. Uh, and then him ripping up New York, maybe that's nostalgic for me, but yeah, yeah. I was, I into, did like, I was parts. into that part too. Yeah. Um, honestly, I was enjoying the movie so much when it started, I was considering giving it a four and then the King Kong part sucked so much. I was like, I'm going to knock a star <laughs> off. So I give it a three. All right. Um, and I, I was going to say real quick with, uh, we, we didn't finish our thought, but they go to get a drink right after being the train being ripped to shreds off of the track. That's when they're like, Oh, we made it. I just really could use a drink. Buy me yeah. a drink. And, what and, and yeah, that part completely sucks the tension out of the movie. But the reason I want to bring that part up is, I realized that there was something implanted into my brain in that scene because she's in the bar. He walks off. Uh, Jeff Bridges walks off for a minute. She's in the bar getting a drink, and she and quietly, King Kong's hand comes through the door of the bar to mm-hmm. grab her, and she's like, "What the fuck?" And looks up. That's that part was kind of terrifying. I thought, but uh, she looks up through the window, and they green screened it. But 
the big ass King Kong is looking through the window, yeah, like peeping Kong at her, peeping Kong. Exactly. I had that recurring dream. I didn't know it came from this. I had a recurring dream throughout my whole childhood that I was in a house and like King Kong was outside, like looking through the window, trying wow. to see me. And I kept, I would have to hide. There was a bathroom in our house, like in the middle of our house that had no windows. And I would just hide in there so that there, he couldn't see me through any of the windows. It, it had to have started that, with this. Dude, looking at it now though, his face is so fucking goofy. Oh, absolutely. Just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, Hello. but I think, it's, but I've had that, when that image showed up in the movie, I was like, oh my God. It was from this. That's so I, it, funny. And I had that throughout my childhood. It was a recurring thing. I was like afraid of him or something. Anyway. Well, there you go. Nice. Next week's episode, we're going to be reviewing a movie that I've always heard of, but I'd never seen. And I asked anybody around here if they had heard of it, which they yeah. had, but nobody had ever seen. Yeah. And so you've probably heard of it, and you've probably never seen it. So watch it. We're going to watch Leon the Professional uh, movie. I think it's Natalie Portman's first film, but more importantly, has a French guy with a cool hat. Yeah. Which is all I know going into this movie. Yeah, I, I, the glasses and the hat. I, I yeah. always hear this movie get brought up and all the, oh, you know, ranking all these great films and all that. I have a ton of friends into, into films and filmmaking. None of them mm -hmm. seen it. Yeah. Every, every time I ask gonna, somebody, it's like, nope. We're going to find that. out why. Yeah. So watch it and then come back and hear our thoughts on the next movie club we're gonna find out if he's leon the amateur bye bye want to make sure i got that in before i mm. click the button